Welcome to the actor and the actuary. Uh, we're just two guys in opposite states and talking about our careers and our life in completely two different worlds. We try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, what we're doing, and if it means something. And if you're listening to episode three, well, thanks. I'm, I'm you know, glad we're glad you're back here. Yeah, that has that either means something that means that you're either committed or you're like, hopefully this is the episode where something <laughs> yeah. happens. Yeah, it's like, you know, sometimes you go see a bad movie and you're like, this is not a good movie, but I just want to see, is there something in the last 20 minutes that explains <laughs> it, like makes it worthwhile? <laughs> uh, I hope this- <laughs> so. I hope that is this episode. Aaron, I have an important question to ask you. I think I know it's coming. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Glad you asked. I knew it was coming. I've got a rum and coke right here. Ooh, my uh, my lovely wife got me uh, some uh, Bold North rum. Bold North <laughs> distilled right here in uh, in Minnesota, in Brooklyn Park. I believe you're familiar. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I'm I'm breaking it in tonight and uh, mixing it in with a little coke. How about you? This is a fat tire. Fat tire. Hmm. Interesting. Straight you... from the bold north. Bold <laughs> north. I don't Where, think so. I don't think so either. Where is fat tire from? Ah uh, gosh. I, I was I was gonna say somewhere in New England. Yeah yeah okay. It's a Belgium style beer out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, that makes sense. From the New Belgium Brewing Company. So how here's the here's the question: How did that New Belgium fat tire? How did that get to your fridge? Assuming you're drinking it cold. No, yeah. Okay, it's cold. It's not a warm beer. Well, did you choose it, or was it gifted to you, or how how did it get there? We, you know, whenever you have pre-COVID parties, um, you know, everybody brings over like a six pack, and then Mm -hmm. you just when you host and we host often you just get like a random assortment of brews and fat tire i think was one of those random assortments or i bought it i don't really know well i hope you bought it because that would be really old then be almost a year old what is that bad what's what's wrong (laughs) with a 10 month old beer that you don't open well i don't know i mean they have best buy dates i don't know if they mean anything but i think I i hate best buy (laughs) <laughs> more of a circuit city fan i love circuit city <laughs> um so aaron i believe we've gotten uh some mail is that correct um yeah uh i i'm as shocked as you are um but yeah we've uh we've had a, a few people send us some correspondence well, folks, uh, thank you for uh, your correspondence, and we are going to be adding a new section into our uh, podcast, uh, and we'd like to to read some mail. You've got mail. Mail bag. Mail, mail, mail bag. Aaron, what do we got in the bag? Yes, uh, I'm excited to announce the first ever emailer to the podcast has checked in, and uh, it is Heidi. It's our oh. friend, our mutual friend, Heidi. Hi. Uh, hey, thanks for listening, Heidi. Yeah, we, thank you. We appreciate the support. Number one emailer. Um, yeah, um, I, I feel like she's going to get a little 
too too much of an, too much of an ego about being first. Oh, she's um, already got a big ego about it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, she she enjoys listening in on our conversations, and uh, she's excited to hear what else we have to say. So, oh, well, I Heidi, appreciate we appreciate that, Heidi. Thanks for listening in and your interest in our podcast. Absolutely. the The next emailer we got, which uh, is uh, a emailer by the name of Brant. Oh. Uh, happens to be uh th- there's some relation actually to this this emailer uh okay. it's my brother and your brother-in-law oh yes him oh you I remember forgot. him i got it um he just wanted to ask if he was the first emailer no uh so, that's been no. covered previously in this episode uh, heidi uh, was first and so right, right. sorry Brant. no uh sorry you were not first but we still do appreciate your email and everybody um Thanks for emailing. Continue to send us emails. We love to hear from you. If you got any questions, you want to chime in on anything we talk about, feel free to uh, send us an email. Actorintheactuary at gmail.com. Actorintheactuary at gmail.com. And if you uh, if you sent something in and we haven't read it yet, just stay tuned. It may be in future episodes. Uh, we have a constant mailbag we're searching through. So thanks for the mail. Well, so last week uh, we talked a little bit about our ladies. You've learned a little bit about us over the past couple episodes. You've learned about what we do. You've learned a little bit uh, about our wives. But we today we wanted to go a little bit a little bit further and talk a little bit about our kids or about the relationship that we have with them. So I know um, I have a, a three-year-old Henry. So I've been a dad for over three years now. And uh, how about you, Jeff? 14 months and three days. When do you stop counting months? When do you go to the years and, and days, I guess, for that matter? I I don't know. I guess Henry's 45 months old. Uh, just stick with it. Just start doing that. <laughs> Make everybody you talk yeah, to do yeah. math, Mr. Actuary. That's a great idea. That's your, that's your homework. Because every time you talk about um, your kid and if anybody asks how old Henry is, you go by months. All right. Well, two things. I will do that once and I'll record it. Uh, but more importantly, that reminds me of your homework from last week. Oh yeah. Did, did you tell Jack that you were going to go to Taco Bell and did you happen to record it? I, I did, uh, tell her, um, I, I did record it. I'm, yes. I, I'm, I cannot sending, wait to hear I'm, this. I'm sending it to you right now. Okay. And, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is our conversation and note my, um, 14 month old in the background. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's have a listen. I hope she still eat this. Cause... I'm gonna run to Taco Bell though and grab some more with this. Taco Bell? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you just say Taco Bell? Is there something wrong with it? Taco Bell? Yeah. Yes. Do you want some? No. You want to go to Taco Bell? Yeah. Why are you going to Taco Bell? You haven't. That's gonna tear your stomach up. You have not eaten. Okay. I'm sorry. You do what you want. <laughs> Wow, that is commitment. You, I know. Uh, you're like, I, you're putting your marriage on the line for this podcast. I am. And also <laughs> she handled it like a champ. I mean, she was clearly like, you're not doing that, but what, do whatever you want. Mm, she was. I don't know. I There was nothing about what she said that made me think you can go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I, I know that's the words she said, but uh, yeah, there. <laughs> I'm thinking you did not go to Taco Bell after saying that. <laughs> I, I did. I did not. I did not. That was, and was that like Mario I heard in the background too with the coins? What oh, was that? I, I wish. No, that's, mm. I think that's my, my daughter's toy. 
Well, my 45 month year old, uh, he has played Super Smash Brothers a few times. So he's he's about getting to that that Mario age. That's so. incredible. Yeah, I uh, I don't I don't think she's old enough yet. But <laughs> well, I mean, right now it consists of he he likes being Yoshi because he can eat you and turn you into an egg. And so <laughs> yeah. it, it consists of me going and standing next to him, and then me telling him what button to press, and then him laughing because it turns me into an egg. So. And you do you do have a little control when you're the egg. So sometimes you know I just make it go off the edge, and then he would just laugh so hard because he <laughs> made me into an egg and threw me off the cliff. So. Anyway, I'm not not really sure exactly if I want to get him to be, you know, a gamer. I'm not really a gamer myself. Yeah. Uh, More the retro game type of thing, but uh, it has been fun to play that a little bit with him. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's got to be a blast just to be with your kid hanging out playing video games. What do you guys like to do or what's what's one of the best things about being Hank's dad? That's a good question. I, you know what? I think it's that honestly, I am to the stage that it's that I have an excuse to play with a bunch of things that I probably should not play with anymore. So, uh, one of them was a new Hot Wheels set, actually Mm. Mario themed. It was Bowser's Castle. Nice. Um, And you just like slam the little thing and the cars go around a loop de loop in a circle and come back. Oh man, I, I was playing with that after I went to bed. <laughs> so, but I was playing with him too. So yes, I right, had to right, do right, that right, with right, Henry. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and besides that, actually, I think one of my favorite things to do is to take him out um, and experience nature. So like, mm-hmm. I, I love, uh, I don't know if you know much about the Boundary Waters. It's in Superior National Forest. And there's just like hundreds and hundreds of campsites and there's no roads or anything. So you, all you can do, you canoe, and then you like hike from lake to lake. Um, so we took him there for the first time this past year. I loved introducing him to that. Um, and then during the summer, we went on tons of hikes also because of COVID. And like today, we, um, I had the day off. So we went to a different, uh, a different park just in the woods. And I brought a sled along. We got lots of snow here now. And so we, we just went sledding through the woods. And that was awesome. Like I, I love that's, introducing that's him to that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, but like, I would say that those types of activities have been a lot more in the past, you know, 13 months. So more like 32 to 45 months. (laughs) (laughs) It really, for me, it's gotten more fun as he's gotten older because I can, I can do more with him. And, um, I just, when you see his eyes light up doing something for the first time, it's so fun. Like even, even today, dragging him on a sled across a frozen lake, he thought it was so cool because he's been to this park before and he knows that it's a lake. Yeah. And so he just like the fact that he was on top of a lake was amazing to him. So anyway. Well, there's so much, there's so much new, you know, with a kid. Mm-hmm. So everything that you, you do in a new experience with them because they're finally old enough to, to go and do this, it's like the best thing that they've ever done. And you're like, I wish I could have that same excitement about what you're looking at. I right know. Now. <laughs> I, I would echo that. I think the the walking through nature has been so fun. We go to this Japanese gardens or something like that. And we walk up and we can get a good hike out of it. And at the same time, she can see all these like yellow flowers and she can experience all these cool new things. And with COVID, there's not a ton of people around. So you can go and just have like a, a lot of the park to yourself. And it's just fun, you know, just watching her look at these huge trees and then she'll like run ahead. And it's just like, she's engulfed by nature. Um, that is definitely one, one of my favorites for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So would you say that is your favorite thing right now is just introducing her to new things and seeing her reaction? 
Oh, my, I think my favorite is like just, just a standard like hide and seek and she'll come around the corner and like peek at you and it's <laughs> until smile and then run away. And it's like, if there's no greater joy than that, it is, mm-hmm. it, it is so fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think like, I think right now it seems like we're painting a very, uh, <laughs> Uh, a very peachy picture yes (laughs) of what parenthood looks like and like that's those are the moments that I love um yet they do take more effort right Mm -hmm. like you know so today yes I took Henry sledding but you know it was pretty annoying to get everything ready and put his snow pants on and his boots and then while we're out there to take out his mittens off and put them on you know 17 times Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of times when I like don't have the energy for it and I just like need to do something else. Um, and I've tried to be, I've tried to be very conscious of how much time I spend like looking at my phone, for example, like that's Mm -hmm. a habit a lot of people have. And I don't really want him to be somebody who grows up just looking at his phone all the time because that's that's what his parents did. And so it's like, yeah, these experiences that we, um, can make for them are pretty awesome, but it's, it's a lot of work and you can't do it all the time. You just, you can't. The phone thing is huge. I mean, it, it is so, you know, we're so used to it being attached to our hip and now all of a sudden we're running around with a kid and like, you think you can be like sleek about it. And the kids like run around and you pull out your they phone. Know. They know in a they second, know. they turn yep. around and they're like, Oh, they're back on that thing again. Mm-hmm. And and then you go to the park and you like you notice yourself doing it. You notice all the other parents doing. It, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the world that now we're in. Yeah. And and it's like a constant reminder to like get off the phone, put it away, be present, be present, be present. Right. It's true. And I don't know if if uh, ever is to this stage yet, but uh, he knows how to work a phone quite well. Um, mm. Sometimes he'll look at photos on the phone because. He, well, now he knows how to take pictures with, with the phone too, wow. which is kind of fun. So he'll, he'll pick it up and he'll be like, mama smile, say cheese. And, you know, I'll take a picture and then he'll want to look at them. But he also knows if we're looking at, at photos, he knows which one's a video. It's got the little, you know, the triangle uh-huh. on there. Yeah. And so, and every time we get to one with a triangle, he always, you know, pushes it. It's like, I want to watch the video. It is a reality check of how much time are we spending on our phones in front of them? I, I, it's gotta be hard. Like I, she knows, you know, she'll grab it. She'll grab it off. It's like the toy that she wants. If there's a pile of five toys, she wants the one that she knows will light up when she touches the screen. If it's anywhere near and she knows it, she'll grab it. So yep. it's kind of like this constant reminder of like, okay, I got to like put it out of the way. I don't want her to always be staring at it, but how do you avoid it in this culture? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Especially when people expect you to be on your uh, phone be on and, you, yeah. and for your job, you really need to be right. Right. There's just like, I, I can't put it in the other room. I mean, there's times where it's like, yeah, you know what, this, this is now the time, you know, dinner time or post dinner or bath time. Like it shouldn't be around, but at the same time, it's like, if it's not around during that time, you have no time for the leisure part of that phone. So it, yep. it is like, yep. what the heck? How am I supposed to keep an eye on the football game or the, like, we're talking, <laughs> like fantasy football? I mean, as joking as that is, it's also serious. But I would say if you're consciously thinking about it, I think that's the first step. If, if you are realizing, hey, this is something that I'm doing and this is a sacrifice I'm making, that is, I think, the most important step. I think it's just when we have nothing better to do. So we're idly looking at social media or whatever. That's, that's where it becomes the biggest, the biggest problem. Yep. 
I mean, honestly, yeah, there have been times where Henry is over building, you know, building a rocket ship out of blocks and he says, daddy, come play with me. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm just reading this article over here, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really want to come build this rocket that you're going to tell me I'm building wrong. That That's the thing. I always build the wrong, <laughs> but it's a sacrifice. I think every, every time that you choose your child over something else, that's a sacrifice. And, um, there's rewards that come from it, but it, it is a sacrifice. And that's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to screw up my kid's life, you know, by not being present. I don't want those memories. I don't, I don't want him or her to grow up and be like, well, my dad was always like this. Or he, he was didn't, always on his phone. Yeah, He's always checking he, his fantasy football. <laughs> he never came and built a rocket with me or, you know, right, like, right. uh, I just don't want those memories. And you're also thinking, when are those memories happening? Are they right now? Like, are you going to remember this? Is this, is there going to be, you know, my, my wife tells me about this implicit uh, memory stuff all the time where it's like, yeah, you may not necessarily have words for what happened, but there's like a implicit memory in your body that knows that, yeah, I was loved well as a kid, or I remember yeah. going to the hospital at this point in time in my life or what, even if they can't, you know, put the vernacular to it. Let's, Okay. This, this is reminding me of something. It's reminding me of a film. Um, so this is really your, you know, your forte. <laughs> um, that, uh, there's a film I, that uh, made a large impact on me that goes into what you're talking about. Have you ever seen Inside Out? Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's pretty much what they talk about, right? Like you, they, there's, I don't remember exactly, but it's like, yeah, there are these, core pillars that get built when you're really young and even though you might not have the the exact memories and they really help shape who you are as a person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I, I remember that and i i often think about that like am i allowing him to build a good foundation right now mm -hmm. so. and it's so i think it's so important that they are poured into for that foundation Ooh, oh that pun 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 pun, 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 pun. <laughs> That, that was a, good. I wasn't yeah. intending to do that. that um, like a cement pour, but yeah. yeah, no, I think, I think it's important. And I think that's kind of the thing that I'm constantly checking in myself. Like I, I want, I want her to have good memories. I want her to feel like she's loved. I want her to look up at me and me not be on my phone. I want her to see me and, and remember that she's, you know, been treated well and, and been given love. Um, and I think that's one thing I'm constantly having to check with myself. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I will tell you, cause I'm curious about the memory thing too. My 45 month year old generally doesn't remember things before, probably before he was two, I'm, I'm sorry, before 24 months, uh, <laughs> unless they're stories that we ask him about like every month or two. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> there are some things that happened when he was one that or like one and a half that we have just asked him about all the time. And so he knows that that happened, but he probably right. doesn't really remember it. He just knows what his answer to the question is. Right. Right. So. There's a, so my daughter went to the hospital uh, when she was three months for RSV and then again, five months for SVT. Um, so it's pretty traumatic in her early life, uh, mm. kind of being at a table, being strapped down and all that kind of stuff. And this is where the whole implicit memory comes into play where it's like, yeah, she's not going to remember per se, but 
you will see that when she goes to the pediatrics office and when they put her down on the table, there's like this instant reaction to her that is like, mm. it's not necessarily normal. It's a, it's a, it's a reaction towards what they would have said would be implicit memory of a situation where she was held down uh, for multiple times in her early years, blood mm. drawn, and she was screaming and all that kind of stuff. So what we do yeah. in a similar fashion, even on these bad stories is we talk her through it. Oh yeah. You remember that one time when, you know, it was really scary at a heartbeat and the ambulance had to come and pick you up and you were so young and they had to rush you to the hospital. And then you had all kinds of things put on you and there was all kinds of people around and then they had to take your blood and all that. And like, we walk her through the story and there's, it's an amazing, it's fascinating how a kid who's so young can still kind of track with the story. There's like a mm. understanding that, Oh yeah, they're retelling me this and it's okay. I'm loved. And mm -hmm. there's this, um, you do, you have to retell that part. And so, cause you want her to not have that kind of a negative reaction towards being placed down on a bed or being placed here because of uh, what she went through so young. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Do you, so when you, uh, when you walk her through that, do you tell her, you know, these people did this and they were helping you, like they were making you feel better again. Yeah. And it was all about like, they had to, they had to give you the medicine and they had to see that your heart was beating. Okay. And everybody was, or your whole body was reacting properly to, does um, she ask you to tell that story or do you, she's not, she's not old enough to, to ask that question. Oh, duh. You know? 14 months. She's right. only 14 months, but <laughs> it's tricky. This implicit memory thing is, is actually pretty eye opening. Yeah. That's pretty cool, ma'am. Uh, Sounds like uh, Jack's a, a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I tell my, my daughter that all the time, even though she doesn't know it yet. I'm trying to build it. And I was like, <laughs> you are so freaking lucky. You have Jacqueline as, as your mom. She has just got all this knowledge of what she's learned as a therapist and being around all these uh, other families. And she's read so many books that enabled her to be a, a fantastic mother with all this knowledge. So um, yeah, she's, she's a lucky girl and I'm a, I'm a lucky lucky man taco bell or not i'm lucky i no, that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say <laughs> now the downside is she probably will not taste taco bell until like she's 19 you know that's uh yeah i, I don't think i don't think my daughter's ever gonna be allowed to go to taco bell and that's, okay. that's what I, <laughs> is there is there something that uh you don't want your kids to to do or something that's been hard in terms of um you having to be a parent and and set boundaries or guidelines or rules that have been tricky or something that you really are trying to set up now for his future? Hmm. Yeah. Good question. I mean, I would say it's starting to get to the point where parenting uh, is a little trickier <laughs> when there are things that he, he does that are, you know, not things that we want him to do. How do we deal with that? And it's, you know, a zero to 24 month old. There's really no discipline, right? Like they don't know what they're doing. They, they don't have, they probably don't have the conscious capacity to like understand that what they're doing is wrong. Anyway, at this point, like now it's, yeah. How can we help you to understand that what you're doing is wrong? Mm -hmm. But a couple things about that, like we're not mad at you. That's the first thing. Like it's not a reflection of him, right? Like you, you want you want him to understand that it, this is hurting other people. And this is why mm -hmm. we don't want to do that. A three-year-old, like the thing that they are really starting to learn is how to interact with other kids their own age. Um, and so whether it's playing nicely or, you know, saying kind things or not saying kind things. And, you know, they're learning that they actually have the ability to hurt people. 
-hmm. it's been tough to know what is the best way to teach them to not do that for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. It is all tough because they're learning the language, right? They don't know. They don't have the language for why you're saying that's not okay. You know, ever can be at the at dinner table and will often, very often, multiple times a meal, throw something on the ground. She just throws it on the ground. It'll be something that she'll eat all the time. And then all of a sudden, randomly, it just ends up on the ground. Now, Do you have any, do you have any pets? Do you remind me? The, the dog is the greatest <laughs> okay. thing yeah. to have as a parent. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it truly <laughs> is. Yes. Yeah. It is a lifesaver because otherwise it would just be just a disaster. But you also have to clean the dog more because so much food ends up on his back. <laughs> this is right underneath it. But how do you tell your 14-month-old, no, don't do that? Because now she'll throw it on the ground. And she'll shake her head. No, like, Mm -hmm. no, what is it? No, this is what I say. No, I don't want this food. No, there's no, there's no context to her. No, she just knows that when we throw, she throws it on the ground, we shake our heads. No. So that's what she does now. She throws it on the ground (laughs) and she shakes her head. No, Mm -hmm. there's a, you can tell that she's like trying to understand, but you can't be mad at her for failing. She's 14 months. So it's like, what is that? How do you, how do you, how do you teach that? That's exactly it. How do you, um, when's the right time and, and how do you get them to understand the, like the reason behind it? I, I mean, it, it does, that part at least gets easier as, as they get older and can understand the language a little more like yesterday, or maybe it was a couple of days ago, Henry was pulling, um, Jess's hair at the mm. dinner table. And, you know, Jess said a couple of times, please don't do that. Please don't do that. And then, he did it again. And I said, okay, well, we're going to go take a timeout. So I, I picked him up and he's kicking and screaming and I bring him up to his room and eventually he calms down and I say, like, okay, why were you doing that? You know, just cause I want to understand what is your thought process? I'm, ass- I'm assuming you didn't want to be just like mean. mean yeah. And so <laughs> what he said was, well, it's nighttime. And so mama shouldn't have her ponytail anymore. So I guess she must take her for like her hair out of her ponytail at oh night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, and so we talked through like, okay, that might be true, but that's not for you to decide. And also somebody asked you to stop. And so, you know, if somebody asks you to stop doing something, then you should stop doing something. That's a great question though. Like so, asking yeah, why him, why, why are you doing that? I, I don't know if, if you've noticed this with every yet, but like they love patterns. They love things that they already know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's why kids love to watch the same movies and read the same books over and over because yeah. they're very like, I think, comforted by knowing what's going to happen and then seeing it happen. Right, 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 right. Knowing why something doesn't happen is what a lot of the frustration comes from. You know, mm-hmm. she gets a new toy at Christmas, for example. She doesn't know how to use it. After three tries, she's like, I'm done, throws the thing, like I'm out of here. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go read that same book again seven times in a row. She loves yeah. that pattern. She loves that repetition. It, it makes you sense. Know. They're just learning more about their surroundings and in, in bite-sized chunks. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh Ever's one of Ever's first parties um was during COVID. And so we're like trying to keep everybody distanced. And uh, there was, there was a, another 12 month old boy shows up and everybody's got masks. Everybody's, you know, except for the two one-year-olds. And the yeah. first thing that happens is she just sprints at him and like engulfs him with a big slobbery kiss right on his face. And like, we're all like, no, like, what do you do? Like, what do you, this is so cute. Yeah. And yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be a lot more situations that are more difficult to figure out than, uh, him pulling Jess's hair. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, we will learn as we go and hopefully we don't screw them up too much. Right. <laughs> well, uh, if you're still here, uh, thanks for listening in to us talk about our kids. Yeah. And if, if you've got, uh, you got an epic parenting story, whether mm, I think a fail, I think that would be more fun. Oh, if you've yeah. got an epic parenting fail, let us know. How, how can they, how can they let us know? Well, I would say the easiest way uh-huh. would be to email us at actor in the actuary at gmail.com. <laughs> and you are on homework duty. That's right. Yep. You great job. I did not expect you to deliver. So great job on the homework. Thank you. I'll, I'll work on some homework for next week. It's not, it doesn't have to be next week. It's not something that has to be forced. It's just, I mean, I could just slip it into conversation too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. This is my 45 month old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so all right yep well, as soon as i get the homework i will i promise i will bring it back well i am uh jeffrey larson i'm the actor and this has been aaron sorbel the actuary keep chatting with your kids they're grasping more than you think <laughs>